Live from the downtown studio, the Flames Talk postgame show starts now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, let's get our Flames Talk postgame show underway as the Flames sweep a quick little two-game road trip with an impressive 3-1 victory on the road in Vegas to, over the Vegas Golden Knights. Just the second-ever win at T-Mobile Arena, and our Flames Talk postgame show is underway. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's head right back to T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas to get some uh, immediate reaction from Andrew Mangiapane, who uh, set up a big goal for Michael Back and recorded his 200th career NHL point in the process. Man, appreciate the time. What'd you think of the victory tonight? How'd you like the way the group played in Vegas? Yeah, I thought we played a played a good game. I think we uh, came out with a lot of energy. Uh, I think we were maybe feeding off our dads, uh, maybe being here, and uh, yeah, when we we didn't look back from there, right? So it was a good, I think, group effort from all the guys, and uh, it was a big win for us. Has to uh, you've you've been on this team uh, through a lot of trips in that building that have not gone so well. Has to feel nice to win in there every once in a while, hey? Yeah, definitely. It's a tough building to uh, play in, right? And uh, they've been a good team since they've uh, been in the league, right? So. Uh, it's definitely a nice uh, feeling when you come away with a win here. And, uh, you know, we got to keep that momentum uh, going forward. What's been, what's been so big, uh, especially the last two games, Andrew, what's been so big or so important for your group to start the way they have? Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, it comes down to uh, speed, right? When we're playing fast in um, every zone, we're a hard team to play against. Uh, uh, when we're breaking out the puck, uh, when we're going through the neutral zone with speed through the middle, and you know when we're in the uh, offensive zone, kind of moving our feet and you know crashing bodies and getting up to the net, right? It's a res- recipe for success for us, and uh, we need to keep uh, doing more of that. Walk us through the goal that you assisted on. Uh, what did you see? How did how did it all shape up? As Michael Backlund scored that beauty late in the second. It was a good play by uh, Colsey on the wall there, and he uh, shot it over to me uh, on the far side. And I saw backs kind of streak it to the net uh, with lots of speed. Uh, so I knew I had to give him the puck there, and he had uh, one hell of a finish. So it was a nice move for him, and uh, it was a good, good play by our line. It was a 200th career NHL point for you, Andrew. How does that feel? What does uh, hitting a milestone like that mean for you? Yeah, it's great, right? Um, kind of come a long way and uh, in the league here, right? So it's uh, kind of been an up and down journey in the NHL. So, uh, it's it's been great that I was uh, kind of able to hit 200 points and hopefully uh, many more to come. What uh, two more for you, quickly? Um, yeah. How have you liked getting back on that line with Blake and Michael? It seems like it has been just a, a match made in heaven once again. Yeah, uh, I think we're a great line, right? I think uh, we all kind of play the same way and uh those two are you know really smart hockey players and they're they're playing great hockey right now so i'm just kind of you know happy to be on that line and uh you know just playing with confidence and success there and yeah. a final thought for you you're back at home for six straight now before the all-star break after what has been just a gauntlet for your group what's it going to be like to be in the same spot for a couple of weeks in a row yeah it should be good right i feel like uh we've been on the road a, a lot here right so it'd be nice to you know uh play some games at home in front of the sea of red there and uh, you know we got to use it to our advantage uh, and you know uh, keep the momentum uh, going congratulations on the assist congratulations on 200 points congratulations on the win thanks for doing this andrew really appreciate it Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. That is Andrew Mangiapane post-game in Vegas where the Flames take a 3-1 victory over the Golden Knights to finish off this two-game road trip with a victory. They're back at home starting Tuesday for a six-game homestand. Another big game, this time against 
the Arizona Coyotes. Flames talk postgame underway at Steinberg alongside Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills. Phone lines open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. Our Flames talk postgame available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mick, we talked in the pregame show about how important starts have been for the Flames and how much better they've been for the Flames of late. And uh, they got off to a really good start in this one as well. Just a solid first 20 minutes. They had a 2-0 lead and kind of didn't look back from there. Yeah, there's, to me, three main reasons why they won that hockey game. The first is their start. Uh, The way that they came out with a ton of energy and were able to also capitalize as well early on. That was huge. The second is Jacob Markstrom. He was outstanding as well, just making a ton of massive, timely saves and, and keeping his team in it. There's no way in my mind that they win this game the way that they did without the way that Jacob Markstrom played. And then the third reason is Michael Backlund's line. Like Blake Coleman, Michael Backlund, Andrew Majapani thought they had an outstanding night. And to me, there was a real turning point and a key moment in the third period. And it was shortly after Chandler Stevenson's goal where their line came out and they really prevented the Vegas Golden Knights from getting momentum in the game. They had a a great shift in the Golden Knights end the entire time, and that was a a really key point in the game as well. So that line was outstanding. Obviously, Michael Backlund with a goal and an assist, Blake Coleman with a goal and an assist, and Andrew Mangiapane, who has been really good since he's gotten back on that line with a, a really nice assist to Michael Backlund. So, you know, that line playing the way that they did, I think was really key as well in that game, but just a solid effort by the group that continues to play with a lot more consistency and continue to build their game one game to the next. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love the flames in the final 40 minutes tonight, but I did love them in the first 20 minutes. And it just goes to show you how important getting off to a good start is. 20 games or 20 wins now for the Flames on the season. 10 of them come from behind wins, but it's just so much easier on you when you're not chasing games, when you force the other team to chase. And I do think there were some score effects, as Pat likes to say, in the final 40 minutes of this hockey game. The Golden Knights were down 2 through 20 and then 3 following 40, and they were chasing the game, and the Flames were just trying to protect their lead, and the Golden Knights got their chances, and Flames gave one up, but Jacob Markstrom was brilliant between the pipes in the final two periods tonight, and they built that 2-0 lead following the first and that 3-0 lead after the second and you know cruised to a two-goal win against the defending Stanley Cup champions tonight. So just a huge win, and it finally feels like this team has some momentum and a really tough stretch of games to start 2024. Really a stretch that could have knocked them right out of the playoff race. Instead, they went three straight, They head home for a six-game homestand, which equals the longest of the season, and are still very much in the thick of things in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. So it was a road trip where they had to make some hay. Wasn't going to be easy to do it, especially when you wrap it up against the defending champs. Flames found a way, and... uh, they stay in the fight. Well, and uh, marquee matchup, Wills, he brought to you by Country Hills Toyota tonight, was looking at who they were playing. I mean, yes, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they were a tough out tonight, and the Flames kind of had to, I don't want to say survive, but had to uh, manage the final 40 yep. minutes of play when Vegas was the team in control possession-wise anyway. 
But no Eichel, no Theodore, no Carlson, Aiden Hill. Like, this was an opportunity. It's tough to win in that building, and it's tough to beat the defending champs. When you get an opportunity against a beat-up team like that, you've got to make them pay. And I thought the Flames did a good job of doing that, too. Would you say that it was a golden opportunity tonight? <clears throat> what do you think, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and uh, they seized the opportunity uh, in Las Vegas on this Saturday night. And, yeah, when you're playing against a team that is shorthanded, like the Golden Knights were tonight, you have to take advantage. But you know what? They didn't do that against the Blackhawks last Sunday. They did not. Right? So hopefully they learned a lesson from that. But, you know, the Flames with a really strong start to this hockey game. And if you fall behind at T-Mobile Arena, that is a tough building. Maybe the toughest building in the league to fight back in. Because that crowd just starts going. And I really believe that the players feed off the energy of the fans in Las Vegas. So the Flames uh, control this hockey game from the get-go. And they pick up two very important points. And, again, as you talked about post-game, Mick, uh, this is a team that's starting to get contributions from almost everybody, from the goaltender out. Uh, their three pairings were good tonight. I would say at least three of their four lines did their job tonight. And when the Flames play that way, which is kind of the way they have to play because they don't have those generational players, they're a tough team to beat. They can come at you in waves, and that's what they've been doing way more often than not of late. Well, and I think, too, one of the reasons why this team is having the success that they are right now is that They've learned their lessons along the way, and they haven't let, you know, situations like playing against the Blackhawks, a team that was just dealing with so many injuries and losing that game the way that they did. There was a few players that said that maybe they went into that one not with the right mentality in terms of how they needed to approach it and maybe took a little bit too easy knowing that they were playing against a group that was missing guys. So they learned their lesson and coming into this game tonight, you have to think as a player that you definitely would have a different mindset, different mentality that no matter how many guys are injured, that you have to come in and you have to play a hard hockey game because, you know, when guys are injured and they're out, it's an opportunity for someone else and they're going to come at you just as hard. So that's a lesson learned. And then in terms of always chasing the game, they've been chasing the game so often this season that, you know, that's something that it becomes exhausting and it becomes tiring. And now they've learned that they're a team that if they can start well, they can start well, but if they can get out to a lead that it makes the game a lot easier for them. And that, like you said, Wilsey, they're not chasing it. So, you know, it's a group that they continue to learn their lessons and, and build from game to game as a result. 3-1 final score. Flames victorious in Vegas. Let's select tonight's hardest working flame. Brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon's hiring. Send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Mick, which way are we lean in for tonight's hardest working flame? Okay, so I'm going honorable mentions, plural, okay. uh, to Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. They were absolutely outstanding tonight, but have to give it to Jacob Markstrom. He really, you know, the last 40 minutes, not the best for the Flames, and he had to make some massive saves. So going to give this one to Jacob Markstrom, who's just been an absolute rock for this group. 
Uh, Jacob Markstrom is your hardest working flame brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Since uh, coming back from that fractured finger on December 18th, Markstrom is now 7-3-0 in 10 starts with a 937 wow. save percentage. Uh, and he Ooh. continues to play some really good hockey. I triple-checked my math on that one because uh, <laughs> usually I let NHL dot com do the math tonight i had to do it to, to get it out that quickly uh, also i just did the math on this one um i went and checked because uh, both jack roslevic and andrew manjapani entered action tonight with 199 points from the 2015 nhl draft andrew manjapani now the 27th player from that draft to record 200 points he did that with an assist on michael backland's second period goal we'll hear from head coach ryan huska very shortly as your phone calls are coming up as well get your phone calls in as the phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. We'll get to you very shortly. Uh, before we get to Ryan Huska, before we get to your phone calls and texts, some final thoughts from our broadcast duo of Derek and Megan, starting with Mick. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just the kind of former player in me that thinks this way, but it's almost like the first place my brain goes is it's a good win, chalk it up, on to the next, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take take a little bit of time to enjoy it. But as soon as uh, the, the clock hits midnight, then you're already thinking about preparing for your next game because, you know, for these guys, they come up so quickly. So I think you have to be happy with the road trip, the two games, obviously had a great time with their dads, brothers, grandfathers. Um, so you, you chalk it up, you're happy with the points and coming home, but you know that if you're going to stay in a race and really give yourself a chance that you have to continue to build and have to continue to win. Congratulations to Andrew Majapani. Yes. Right? Yep. You guys didn't Second pick up that. on that. Second that. Right? Right? Oh. Right? <laughs> Come on. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, but seriously, he uh, was a sixth round, 166th overall pick, and mm-hmm. he gets to 200 NHL points. And he has been a different player since they reunited him with Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. And, Pat, you asked him about it post game, But the numbers tell a story. Eight points in eight games since yeah. they put those three guys back together. What a brilliant move by Ryan Huska. He didn't give up on – not that line because I think we all had a pretty good idea of what that line could do based on what they've done the last couple of seasons, but didn't give up on that combination of Elias Lindholm between Jonathan Huberdo and Yegor Sharon Govich, which has worked really well. So by swapping Huberdo and Majapati, he's got two lines going instead of just one. And of course you've got Kadri and the kids and they've been going for a while, but that's an impressive win by the flames. I know the golden Knights were shorthanded, but you can only beat the team you're playing against. And they beat the defending Stanley cup champions tonight to wrap up. What was a really difficult stretch to start the new calendar year. So I've uh, crunched the numbers here. Uh, I've used my fingers and my toes to do the math. Uh, just because like Pat, I'm not very good at doing it on the fly. So, The Flames play seven games in 12 days, six of those games on the road to start 2024. They travel 11,256 kilometers, if you include the trip home from Las Vegas to Calgary tonight. And they go 5-2-0 during that stretch. Mm -hmm. That is pretty darn impressive. And that's the type of hockey they're going to have to play moving forward. Winning two, losing one. Winning three, losing two. That's not going to cut it. 
not after a 2-7-1 and one start to the season. You've got to put some winning streaks together, and now they've strung three straight wins together, and now they're coming back to Calgary where, yeah, they're going to get a slap in the face with this cold when they walk off the charter, but they're going to be feeling warm, the love of their mentors, their dads, their grandfathers, their brothers, whoever's on this trip, and they might want to get some cardboard cutouts of those guys to just sprinkle around <laughs> Scotiabank Saddle, though, maybe throw them into a suite for this six-game homestand because clearly the players were inspired Yeah, playing in front of those important men in their lives. So, so just a really... Uh, a job well done by the Flames, winning the final two games of a tough seven-game stretch. And, hey, three straight wins, above 500 by two games for the first time this season. And uh, even though the Oilers have won 10 in a row and the Kraken have won nine in a row, just two points out of a playoff spot. So it sets up for uh, a fun six-game homestand and uh, for some interesting conversations as we inch a little bit closer to the March 8th. NHL trade deadline, wouldn't you say? Uh, have a uh, good rest of your weekend. Stay warm, friends. You too, Pat. Thanks, Pat. You too. Uh, Derek Wills, Megan Mickelson signing off. 3-1 final. Flames beat the Golden Knights in Vegas. Uh, by the way, Vegas in six periods in those Winter Classic jerseys have scored one goal. Uh, so they may want to burn those jerseys because they did not score in the Winter Classic and they scored just once in this game tonight. Let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska. He just finished up post-game at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So, I mean, hey, it wasn't a picture-perfect game for us by any means, but this is not an easy place to win games in, yeah. um, even with some of the guys they're missing from their, their lineup tonight. So um, scoring early helped us again, and then um, unfortunately we had to ride Marky, but fortunately he was awesome tonight. Yeah, I mean, can you describe just sort of what you saw throughout the course of the night? I know it was different stages, some bigger ones there throughout the stretch of it. Yeah, I mean, he, when you see him the way he's been over the last little while, you know that not many shots are going to get past him. And unfortunately, we made a, a few mistakes on the goal that we ended up giving up. And um, he almost made that save too, which is crazy to think about. But um, he was he was excellent for us tonight. Just the character we spoke about earlier today, but the character that we've seen from this team throughout this last seven games. Uh, it's a lot of travel. Like, They've, they've done a good job. I thought we looked tired with some of the mistakes and the turnovers that we had tonight. This is the first time I could probably say that. Um, so it'll be nice to get home and um, give them tomorrow, actually have a practice day again, and then get ready for Arizona. And you've seen this team in this building for mm-hmm. a little while just not have success at all. It says a lot that you can come here yeah. We're, and win this. Yeah, and like I said, it's getting the goals early is important for us, But um, and that's something you can't take away. Like I mentioned earlier, it wasn't the perfect game for us but it is not an easy place to play in the the noise and the energy in the building there's a lot of momentum shifts and when they scored that goal I thought we did a really good job with the penalty kill afterwards to make sure they didn't get another one that that would have made it a little bit tighter so a lot of good things the significance though to be able to continue to push I mean we've talked about the 500 mark but now it's two games over Mm -hmm. and um, you know you're staring at a six game homestand just you know the idea of continuing momentum and and continuing to take steps here yeah it's the next game that's all we can look at so that's Arizona for us and and we are in a spot where we're close you know and and we have to keep pushing so every point that's on the table for us is important right now that is head coach Ryan Huska post game following his team's 3-1 win on the road in Vegas tonight hey call now 403-240-4444 text now 
960-960. We'd love to hear from you on this Saturday night. Calgary is up to two games above 500, keeping themselves in this fight. And look, they've played more games than everybody in this playoff fight, so they're going to have to keep winning or else those games in hand are going to start to become the enemy as well. So, Flames need to win. Uh, they've got a six-game homestand. They're going to need to be above 500 on that homestand, and then they go into the All-Star break like the rest of the league in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, next up is Arizona. Tonight, 3-1 your final score from T-Mobile Arena. Call now, 403-240-4444. Text now, 960-960. Flames Talk postgame available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we're back with more around the corner. This is your Flames Talk postgame show, and this is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Flames Talk postgame show continues from the downtown studio on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, how about the run Jacob Markstrom is on? He is playing his best hockey unquestionably since the 21-22 season. Jacob is dialed, and he was huge for the Flames in tonight's 3-1 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Calgary got off to a great start. You just heard head coach Ryan Huska talk a little bit about maybe they uh, ran into a little fatigue in the final 40 minutes of play, and Jacob was not fatigued because, uh, I don't want to say bailed him out, but he was huge, and when they had to rely on him, uh, they definitely relied on him. Uh, so now Jacob up to a 9.12 save percentage overall, and he's 9.37 since coming back from his fractured finger that kept him out two weeks. Jacob Markstrom's rolling, and the Flames uh, with their best record of the season now at 20-18-5. and Loved their start. They were comprehensively better than Vegas in the first, scored two. When Vegas was the team that controlled in the final 40 minutes of play, and let's, let's, you know, let's face facts, Vegas was the better team in the final 40 minutes in terms of balance of play, possession, pucks on net, all that type of stuff. Calgary was on their heels for the majority of the final 40 minutes of play. But, you know, it goes back to that old adage of, okay, what do you do when you're at your best? Well, the Flames, when they were at their best, scored two. And then they also added one on their only real chance of the second period. So they added a little opportunistic one in the second period. When Vegas was at their best, the best they could manage was one. And, yeah, they didn't have Eichel. They didn't have Theodore. They didn't have Carlson. They were missing a lot of guys, and they continued to be a very banged-up team. But... Hey, for the Flames, you've got to take advantage of that. And they took advantage of that tonight. And they come away with their third straight victory. 3-1 the final score. But yes, Jacob Markstrom, definitely the big story once again. It's time for the save of the game. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. And Jacob's save of the game came in period number three. Right point, Korzak, far side. Stevenson, a one-timer. Loose puck. Match scramble. And Lajapati clears it away, not out. Amadio with a shot. Markstrom makes an acrobatic save. It's still loose. And the Golden Knights knock it wide. And now one last chance. Hag to Amadio. Can't have a block. And the Flames win the game. That is one of the 32 stops made by Jacob Markstrom tonight, and that is his save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. Let's hear from Jacob right now. His thoughts post-game after a 3-1 win in Las Vegas. Talk this morning was there was a bit on the line for uh, their dads and brothers. I guess uh, they go three and zero though. So maybe the rumor is that they uh, get to book their return trips. Is that uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we just canceled their their home trip here, but no, it was good. I mean, uh, you know, everybody been energized, and it's uh, it's good to to spend time with dads and brothers uh, and uh, all of that. And you know, the Flames organization done a great job to, you know, keep them busy and also made it really really smooth for them. So you know, kudos to to the organization. Uh, it, it's always great. What about the significance of this win and and uh, to finish off the trip that we did? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, we can't go 500 anymore. We gotta we gotta try to to make up grounds and catch teams. We 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 gotta string a few together, and you know this was a good trip, and we gotta go home and charge our batteries tomorrow, and then get back to work. Can you speak to the confidence that you and the team have had? I don't know for a good two or three weeks now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think we're we're never out of a game, and, and you know, our starts are, has been really good, and uh, you know, we're we're getting goals from from a lot of different people and you know today power play was uh, got us a huge goal and then uh, penalty kill did a great job what did you see late stages there obviously you're protecting a two-goal lead but just maybe that final minute and uh being able to secure that victory yeah no the glove was off and you know everybody was kind of laying out and blocking shots and i was just laying on the ice and trying to cover low ice and you know i got hit a few times so so it's uh it's a big win that is Jacob Markstrom post-game following his 32-save performance and a Flames 3-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, it is our Flames Talk post-game show. Let's get to the text line for the first time tonight. This says, woohoo, go Flames. I unfortunately didn't get to watch the entire game but heard the end on the radio while driving home and the excitement was real. Sounded like a hard-fought win and Markstrom obviously played unreal. What a stud. Super stoked for the dads on this trip. They must be right fired up. I can only imagine the fun they're going to have in Sin City tonight. Uh, unfortunately to that texter, no fun in uh, Vegas tonight. They had their fun on Thursday maybe a little bit more especially the dads would have had that opportunity a little bit more on Friday they're uh, flying back tonight so they'll uh, arrive here in Calgary in two or three hours uh, time from as we're talking right now so no fun in Vegas tonight they had their fun the last two nights and then they had fun tonight just a different type of fun uh this from Josh Says, I was here at the game. Flames had a great game against a tough team. The backland line was great again. Markstrom was so outstanding tonight. I really wish Lindholm would start scoring. Do you think they will trade him? Uh, yeah, I do think they will trade him. I, I, I do think that's the one that is most likely going to result in a trade of the three big-name pending UFAs that we still don't have resolution on. I, I do think so. Glad you could watch the game live in Vegas, though. Uh, that's awesome, Josh. This from Leandro. What a finish. Marky doing his best. Hashik impression tonight. No points for Huberto, but was solid in my opinion. Hoping this next home stretch is a good one. Side note, uh, actually I can't read that um, because uh, I don't want to spoil anything for Derek on his drive home. So I'm not even going to read that. Derek, you're lucky. If I Good thing I was paying attention on that one right there. Um, this says, great effort from the team tonight, Pat. Think Vegas kind of controlled the play for the most part, and Markey kept a minute. Is there any way the dads can read the starting lineup for the rest of the season? Have a great night, and go Flames, go. This from Ash. The Flames looked exhausted and mentally not sharp with accepting first passes from the defensive zone. It was a game I felt they didn't deserve to win, but I'll take it. Thought it was Markstrom's best game of the season. Dubé looked decent, and those Vegas alternate jerseys are putrid. I also still think that the Lindholm line needs a little more work five-on-five, five, especially in the defensive zone. Um, this says uh, from, uh, by the way, I'm going to read this from Wedley. Just 
If you're, if you're listening, he's saying this tongue-in-cheek. Pat, winning isn't fun. They need a full rebuild and trade everybody, like the Flames Twitter experts say. Great dad's trip, and let's go Cowboys. I'm glad that the Bucks aren't playing the Cowboys, Wedley, because I don't like it when you chirp me and are mean to me. So I'm, I'm happy that they're not playing. And you better be cheering for the Bucks because they're playing the Eagles on Monday. So uh, we better both be uh, cheering for the Bucks, and, and maybe I'll cheer for the Cowboys just for the good vibes from you. Uh, this is from David. All-around great team effort tonight. Even with the late push from the Knights, the boys dug their skates in and got the job done again. I want to give a special shout-out to Martin Pospisil tonight. The penalty he took against Mark Stone mid-late third period in the scrum I feel like was a smart play. Yes, they went short-handed, but with the team's penalty kill right now being on fire, and I feel like him going after Stone like that rattled them a bit. He wasn't happy after that play. And as Stone goes, the Knights go. For a Stanley Cup champion team, they just seemed sloppy after that call. They pushed at the end, but Calgary had the advantage, in my opinion, the whole time. I think Pospisil knew what he was doing when he took that penalty at that time of the game. Really smart play to get in the heads of the Knights. That's all tonight, Patty. I don't know if he... I, I don't know if I thought that he meant to grab his visor. Um, that, that would be... I, I don't know if he meant to do that and take a penalty... I do think that he had no problem getting under the skin of Mark Stone, though. That that was very much part of the um, part of the equation. Whether it had the, you know, I, I do think Vegas's ensuing power play was pretty sloppy, and maybe that did have everything to do with Pospisil getting under their skin. Still think you probably could have done it a little smarter. I, I doubt he meant to take the penalty, um, but he definitely, because the penalty was just for grabbing the visor. I'm, I'm sure he'll avoid doing that um, going forward. Uh, this says, Dan Markstrom's up to a 9-12 save percentage. Vesna Markey has returned. I'll tell you what, there's no question that this is the best Jacob Markstrom stretch that we've seen since he was the Vesna Trophy runner-up in 21-22. No doubt about it. This text says, I'm glad they didn't trade Markstrom for a bag of pucks last year anybody who was pushing for a trade last year it just wouldn't have made sense a because he was having the worst year of his career b because he was almost guaranteed to be better this year you don't have a career like Jacob Markstrom and then one bad year and then it's like nope I told you, Jacob Markstrom sucks. Those five, six years prior mean nothing. This is what he is. He'll never be good again. Of course he was going to be better this year, and he has been better. He's bounced back to career norms, which is kind of what usually happens after a goalie has a once-in-a-career awful season like Jacob had last year. Um this from Colin, who says another nice job in the face-off circle from Backlund and Lindholm. Love Coleman's game. That's from Colin. Uh, for Backlund, he was 61% in the face-off dot, and Lindholm was 59% in the face-off dot. As a whole, Flames were 55% tonight. This reads, super proud of the team for getting through that brutal road trip. There must be lots of smiles on the trip home. There's a rumor going around uh, that Frida Backlund and the wives and girlfriends have been... Uh, um, making masks of the dads and plan to wear them for the six-game homestand. Can you confirm? Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. See if uh, see if I can get to the bottom of that one. Um, there you go. That's a little bit on the text line on this Saturday night. Fireman at 969.60. We'd love to hear from you on the text line. Also, would love to hear from you on the phone lines. That's where we're going right now. The Flames win 3-1 in Vegas. Phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. It's Steinberg along with you on your Flames top 
o'clock post game show, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Flames win 3 1 in Vegas. And it's Mark kicking us off on the phone lines tonight. What's up, Mark? Hey, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hope you're staying warm in this uh, crazy weather. Yeah, I'm. I'm, um, I'm basically going parking garage to parking garage these days. So I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm living. The the uh, the, the car's doing well in the cold. That's good. Mine sounds a little weird. I'm hoping it's just the cold. Um, I want to give credit to the uh, to the Golden Knights. Nothing really speaks to the heritage of Las Vegas, like picking a jersey that's inspired by the nicotine-stained walls on some of their hotels in <laughs> on Fremont Street. Yeah, um, well played. Pretty hideous. Pretty hideous. Um, but You know what? They deserve to lose the Heritage Classic. Their jerseys were so much uglier than Seattle's. Seattle deserved to win that, uh, that Winter Classic, just based only on the jerseys. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, because it might not look so bad in certain cases, but Against the white ice, it just really looks looks bad. I actually um, thought that they looked really good. They they were showing us some shots in the locker room, and I really thought that they looked great in the room and mm-hmm. not against the white ice. But you're right; you put them up against the white ice, and they are puke. Yeah, not great, not great. But um, I want to get your thoughts on something Kelly Rudy talked about at one of the intermissions, which was he didn't think it was a good thing for the team to be talking to a guy who has a no trade clause about possibly waiving it because he felt that was part of their contract and it wasn't appropriate um, to negotiate. And obviously I might not be perfectly encapsulating his thoughts, but did you, what what would you say on that? Well, first of all, I I can't, watch intermissions because I'm no. doing my own intermission. So I don't know what he said. Uh, so I, I can't comment um, fully accurately on what Kel said. And, and uh, mm-hmm. because it's uh, because it's a class human being like Kelly Rudy, I oh. definitely am not going to comment too much if I didn't hear what he said. So um, can, can you kind of paraphrase yeah. and then I'll try to go on what you've said. Yeah, I've, from, to me, I, I kind of heard that he's like, well, they negotiated as part of the negotiation, and, and it doesn't seem right. You wouldn't ask a guy to rewrite his contract after it's after it's been signed. And I think I'll re- give my thoughts so that you don't have to necessarily give yours. But I would say um, I appreciate his thoughts, but I would I would think for both the team, but also from for 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 Markstrom, you know what he expected the team to be when he signed that contract is potentially different than it that right now than it was when he signed. And he, given his age, you know, he might have, he, he would probably want to have that conversation if he, if the team was going in a direction that was, um, you know, that he's, uh, he's only got one, ch- you know, he's only got one career and you only win the, have a chance for the cup so many times. So I think it's, it's fair. I don't think it should be, it should be honored and it should not be pressured. Like you shouldn't be pressuring him to make the deal. You shouldn't be holding him hostage or anything of that sort. But I think it's fair to have the conversation so that there's just a, you have that dialogue where if he says, you know what? Yeah, I'm not ready to back, you know, be uh, behind a team that's not competitive. Right. Um, I think that's perfectly valid. Well, and, and I mean, time. I do think a couple of things. First of all, if a team comes in and blows your doors off with, a potential deal uh and you're like holy this is this is so good um 
this is so good we, we can't not discuss it. And it comes from a contender, as, as Elliot Friedman said on Saturday Headlines, if, if it comes from a contender in a place that you feel like Jacob might be interesting and interested in going, then I, I see no problem with going to him and, and having the discussion. The same is true as I, I see no issue with having a discussion with him this summer. Uh, I think the only way you do it in season, if somebody comes and says, we're willing to, you know, pay a, a, a significant premium to acquire Jacob because we're so desperate for goaltending, well, then I think you can have a conversation and, and perhaps go to him, see where his head's at, and, and have the conversation about the direction of the team then. Also, this summer, if that doesn't happen, then I think a discussion with him about the direction of the team and how he believes he fits into it is the way to go. And then you can approach what might be the best, either him staying, and then there's no conversation to be had beyond that, or maybe finding him a different home if he's not completely on board. Look, he and Elias Lindholm are thick as thieves. It's uh, one of, if not his best friends. So, you know, if Elias gets traded, that might change things. Or if they trade four or five guys, guys between now and the trade deadline and go really young well that might change things so i or or if they don't and and you know it looks like they've got just as good a chance next year to be competitive as they did this year that that might be enough for him to say no i want to be here no questions asked so i think a conversation with him between now and next year now and july 1st is probably warranted does it have to be between now and the trade deadline i don't know i i don't i don't think it does I think a temperature check kind of conversation is good. You know, a regular touch point just to see, you know, where are you feeling? What are you feeling? You know, we want to respect the deal we signed, but we also we also know where we're heading, and we, don't, we want to make sure that you're okay with that. And I think that's kind of the conversation that should be had. But I don't think it should ever be a, you know, we've got this deal on the table and we really need to make it, and you know, your decision. We'll hinge, we hinge on your decision and, and put that pressure on him. But if there was a spot that the trade was obvious and that he already indicated he was interested in, then I think that conversation is warranted. Um, but, yeah, I won't take up any more of your time, but um, stay warm again and we'll talk – Talk soon and go Flames go. Stay warm, Mark. I appreciate the call, man. 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames 3-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights tonight as we continue along in your Flames Talk postgame show. It's Steinberg along with you with George up next. What's up, George? Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing all right. Good to hear, my friend. Those last two games, honestly, were the highlight of the season for me personally. I thought both games are great. They're fun to watch, entertaining hockey, and uh, both honestly were well-deserved victories. I know Vegas uh, was the you know the more dominant team in the last forty minutes, particularly in the second period. But you know you do have to give Calgary credit. I mean they were probably gassed from you know the all the games they played, and uh, Vegas is a good team despite them slumping. And yes, I understand they have injuries, right? So, but so I, I was personally I was pretty impressed with that win. So I you know. It was a good job on them. Yeah, they played well. They deserved the win for sure. Yeah, and, and Patty, now I impose upon you, you have to use some of your uh, great influence and prowess to have the dad's trip extended, my friend, because I don't know, it seems like the, the, the energy they got from that is unreal. Like, it's, they got to find a way to well, let them stay, stay a couple more games, maybe, you know, the next six, for example. See what I'll I'll see what I can do. I I I wouldn't hold your breath on my influence though. 
<laughs> Jacob Markstrom. Oh, man. Last caller talked about him. I'm not even going to go to the whole trade thing because Elliot Freeman made it pretty clear that Calgary won't even broach the subject unless, like I said, a blow-away offer happens. And I don't – honestly, Patty, the more you talk about it, the more I agree with you. If that were ever to even happen, I definitely think it's an off-season move because, let's be realistic, for as desperate as any team would be for a goaltender, I I don't see a scenario where any team, be it a New Jersey or Carolina, et cetera, et cetera, gives you a package that's that that blow away to get him. So I I think – I mean, I don't know. I honestly honestly don't know. Like – I, I do think that you I, I, I do think that um, New Jersey has inquired and and has um, is has been interested, but are they willing to give up what it would take for the Flames to think about actually making that move? You know, and and you know, are, are they are they willing to? I don't want to say overpay, but really pay a significant price in season to try to get Jacob. I don't know uh, if if they were, and if that's something that the Flames end up getting a call about. Well, I do think there's that the very least you have to consider it if you're Calgary, but short of it being a, a big time offer, I, I just I don't think the Flames have at any point been actively shopping Jacob and nor do I think they should have been actively shopping Jacob yeah exactly and and to my point yeah I'm sure Calgary hasn't been shopping Jacob but like like I said at this point if you're if I'm Craig Conroy anyway if I'm Craig Conroy unless like for example if it's New Jersey and they're I'm not accepting anything short of like a first round pick Dawson Mercer and you know like and I, in my opinion, anyway, the Devils would be foolish to do something like that. But if they were to offer that, yeah, I'd seriously think about it and probably take it myself. But that's just me. In any event, Markstrom was phenomenal tonight, uh, especially in the second period. And honestly, like he was, he was a huge reason why Calgary won the game tonight. And especially, you know, that's a big win. You know, that's the second time I believe they've won in T-Mobile Arena. That is a difficult arena to win in, so... Kudos to the Flames, kudos to Jacob Markstrom. And then speaking of kudos, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to uh, the podcast versions anyway of Flames Talk. And uh, it was a few days ago you guys had the, uh, you know, the, the discussion about the MVP halfway through. And uh, it was between, you know, I, I believe you chose Markstrom and West chose Coleman. Or was it the other way around? Other way around. But, yes, those were the those were right. the two that we uh, we discussed, yeah. Yeah, and either way, like you could flip a coin on that. I agree. But speaking of which, the other uh, the other guy there, Coleman, like showing no signs signs of slowing down at all, and I love it. It's just it's awesome to watch this year. So much fun. And then uh, final one is going to be a question for you, Patty, and I'll let you go. But um, in, in relation to Jersey talk, which you had with the prior caller too, number one, it was actually pretty cool to see the home res on visiting ice tonight. Um, that was kind of neat. And then. Um, I agree. I don't like those Vegas Golden Knights classic jerseys at all. I didn't like them to begin with. And, yeah, it's just they're gross. But speaking of gross, and this is just my opinion only, but I have to ask your opinion of what you think of the All-Star jerseys released today. <laughs> I I mean, I actually don't mind them as much as other people do. I, I think the, the white one looks really uh, – actually looks pretty decent. The rest of them are kind of meh. But the white one looks all right. I don't know. 
It's I actually, you know what? For a league that we crush all the time for not being very innovative and not being very, they're trying something with Justin Bieber's apparel company. Um, I'm actually, I actually give them credit for trying to go a little younger and see if they can attract a different demographic. So I, I definitely don't hate them the same way others do. Fair enough. I, look, I, I agree with the, what you said about you know, being innovative and I'm not a full out traditionalist either. Like I'm all for trying new things. Don't get me wrong. I just, but when I saw those men, I got hungry. I started wanting like Doritos chips and Mac and cheese. So I not a fan of them, but to each their own. <laughs> awesome to hear your opinion on that, my friend. I uh, hope you have a great night. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, George. Appreciate it, man. The phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. We're a little thin tonight. If you want to chat, give us a call. Flames win 3-1 on the road in Vegas as we say hello to Anand. What's going on, Anand? Good evening, Patty. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, doing well. Really happy as a Flames fan after uh, work. It was a great day, uh, game to watch. A uh, great goal by Coleman, Kadri, and Michael Backland as well. I want to even congratulate Andrew Manjipane for his 200th career point. Uh, that was fantastic. And yeah, Marstrom too. Uh, he looked great tonight. I have two plays uh, or two questions for you. Uh, maybe I'll try to put it into one maybe. Uh, but what were your thoughts on Dylan DeBay and Jordan Australia playing tonight? Um, I thought I thought Dubay was fine. Um, I thought Osterley had a actually pretty solid game. One of his better games is a Flames. I thought from Osterley. Um, I thought Dubay and that fourth line were were okay. Um, I I didn't think that they, I thought they um, did what they were asked decently well. Um, so yeah, I thought they were um, they were okay in uh, in this game. I thought Dubé was okay. Look, I mean, right now Dylan needs some points. Uh, he needs to he needs to get himself back on the score sheet just for straight up confidence reasons. Um, so that's going to be the biggest thing. But I thought he played fine tonight. Had no problem with that line. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, but as for I, Osterley, I thought I thought he was um, involved fairly decently and and played one of his better games as a member of the Flames tonight. Okay, that just sounds good. And I saw Gilbert uh, on the ice practicing. I think the Flames posted on the social media. Uh, Gilbert on the back on the ice. So do we possibly see him next game in the lineup? Possibly, yep. Possibly. All, all depends on uh, – it, it looks like he's pretty close to returning. Um, okay. But, um, you know, if if they don't want to make a change because they've been winning, you can understand that as well. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Yeah, this uh, dad and mental strip has been fantastic too. I think now they're three oh, – uh, three nothing uh, when the dads and mentors are together. So I would like to uh, second with George saying if he if he can maybe extend and uh, what do you call? They, 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 these people have got to get back to their lives. <laughs> they they got to get back to. Uh, I, I, it's they, they got like these they, they got they got families and jobs. They get back to their lives here. <laughs> 
Yeah, true, but it feels like they're the lucky charm for the flames right now. All right. Yeah, I also got uh, book tickets for the uh, Battle of Albert on January 20th, so I'll be there at the Dome. Just wanted to let you know. All right, thanks, Pat, for the chat. Have a good night. Stay warm, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks, Anand. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, phone lines are open at 403-240-4444 as the Flames beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-1 uh, at T-Mobile Arena tonight. And we say hello to Derek on our Flames Talk postgame show. What's up, Derek? Hey, Pat. How's it going tonight? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, a few things. So uh, first, just like to reiterate a few comments from some of the texters and Megan. Uh, just another great start to the game for once, which is pretty nice considering how some of the games started early in the season. Agreed. And uh, that's that's been something they've been much better at of late. Yep, yeah, it's been a pretty good trip here for the dads and just the games in general. Uh, and then a couple of follow-up questions for some of the Flames talks uh, over the last few days here. Sure. Uh, so uh, for one, for, for Shillington, uh, you were mentioning on yesterday's uh, if and when it came to it, they would uh, possibly uh, file for him to be on a, a traditional conditioning stint yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Is that a standard two weeks? Or let's say, you know, halfway through it, uh, Shillington feels good, the Flames think he's doing good, and then they can bring him up a weekend or, or 40s. And yeah, kind of it does not have to be. It's not does not have to be two weeks. It's it's if they want to if they want to end it early. They absolutely could. Okay, and I do believe I do believe that's kind of the desired plan. Um, now there is the caveat that um, that Shillington would have to agree to go on that conditioning assignment. But Correct. I think yep. that the I think the desired plan from a flame standpoint is um, so they got the extension as we told you on Friday. They uh, applied for the extension, got it. Yep. He'll be able to play one more game with the Wranglers. Uh, they go out on the road this week, so they'll play on Friday uh, in Coachella Valley, and I believe they're on a five-game road trip uh, to end off the month of January. So I think the desired plan would be then after he plays that one game, they activate him off of LTIR, and then they switch him from an LTIR loan to a traditional conditioning loan. Then they'd have two weeks. Maybe he plays three or four more games on that road trip and then comes back and starts practicing with the Flames, so I think that is the, the I think that's kind of like the desired approach the Flames would like to take. Um, but again, players got to um, agree to it, which you know you would think he would. But yep. there's there is the, you know that's kind of the that's kind of what I think the next ideal steps would be from a Flames standpoint. Yeah, and then you guys were talking about it. Um, do you know if he did play last night, or was it more the load management you guys are talking about where they might rest him for that game? He did not play. Uh, it was load management. He had a groin injury. Uh, injuries may be the wrong word. Um, he had a uh, the, uh, he had a bit of a sore groin after yeah. playing his first game in 20 months. So they held him out of the game, and he did not play, which was kind of the way it was trending, kind of what we were hinting at yesterday. Uh, so, no, he did not play, but um, – that was that was very much for load management more than anything yeah. else. So essentially, if it works out, he'll have he'll have two games with the Wranglers, and then they can see if they want to apply for more. 
Uh, it wouldn't, and, and now it wouldn't be applying. So they've applied. They applied for I their mean, extension. I mean, for, or, sorry. They, if, they'd have to take them off the LTIR, so, yeah, put them yeah. onto the active roster, and then they could put them on a conditioning loan. Yeah. And and my guess is that you know from from what I understand, I, I think that's what they're going to try to do. Um, but and, and that's that's as of right now. Um, things could change, obviously. Um, but that was kind of the that's kind of what I think that they're going to try to do, or what the plan is as it stands right now. But again, you got to get the sign off from the player. And in this case, in a lot of ways, I think the player um, is a good guy to engage in this because Oliver's going to know how he feels. If he feels like practicing with the NHL team is is the better way to go, maybe that's what you do. But I think ideally, the team even to buy themselves a little bit more time on the whole conversation um they, they they might be pushing to go on a regular conditioning loan and maybe get him two or three games more with the wranglers after the one we think he's going to play next friday in coachella valley yeah and like you guys talked about it's about just getting him reps too right so getting reps getting timing back all th- those are kind of the most important things right now right yeah and then uh sorry if anna had mentioned it because i was calling in so i was on hold for a second there so i didn't catch it but you started talking about uh progress for coming back uh just wondering if there's any kind of update for how gilbert's doing yeah, he's been skating. Uh, he skated the last couple of days on the road, uh, both time uh, he skated today and yesterday in Vegas. Uh, so he's close. And, and Ryan Huska said before the trip that he was very close and that you know they probably weren't going to play him on the trip, but that he's very close. So wouldn't be a shocker if we see him. Well, in fact, I, I think you can almost guarantee he'll come back on this homestand. Just kind of depends on when. Um, thought Osterley played pretty well, so uh, maybe they can Keep Osterley in just because no need to no need to rush a guy coming back from you know what we believe is a concussion. So maybe yep. you uh, maybe you keep Osterley in a little bit longer and and uh, wait another game or two to bring Gilbert back. Yeah, and then uh, one more. I mean, you yourself and most of the group watch more hockey games than me. But have you ever seen someone with a visor grabbing call before? Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> that was that was new for me. Yeah, we're sitting here watching the games like, oh, what's going on? Oh, maybe roughing for him, roughing for Stone, texting my friend. And it's like, oh, grabbing the visor. Both of us never seen that before in my life. Yep, that was a uh, that was a first one for me as well. Yeah, and then uh, just one last thing. I'll, I'll go on a bit of a side note. So we'll go to Monday Night Football for the Bucks. Okay. If you, I know you've been uh, probably doing mostly hockey today, so you may or may not have seen some of the just, updates, uh, just hold on just hold on before you go any further Derek turn your radio off Derek turn your radio off right now Wilsey is uh, Wilsey is uh, going home watching the Dolphins and Chiefs game oh no um, I'm, so, I'm going to talk strictly Monday Night Football okay okay then Derek you're fine just don't mention the Chiefs Dolphins score yeah I, I know the secret but I'll keep it to myself you know Wilsey you owe me so much that is twice now that I've saved you on your drive home the amount that I care about you you uh you deserve you you, you owe me a big hug on Monday I want a big hug but uh, I know for Monday so uh Brown is out for the game for the I Eagles, know and uh Mayfield's on the so-so side so we'll see how that goes I um I'm feeling decent-ish about Baker's ability to play just because he, he, he was, he's got into some limiteds and he also has been limited a lot at times this year and is, and is still played. So I think Baker's going to be good to go. Maybe not at, at fully a hundred percent. But yeah, 
Eagles already beat up, and now they're without AJ Brown. Look, I'm not, I'm not expecting anything. Um, the Bucks are barely a playoff team when you really think about it, but uh, I, I do think they've got a chance at the very least against Philly, and and not having AJ, that's that's a huge loss for the Eagles. Yeah, but can you imagine the Bucks versus the Eagles with Trask behind center? I I I, I can, and I don't want to. Yeah. Let's hope Baker plays, and we'll see what happens Monday night, Pat. Thanks, Derek. Be well, buddy. Yeah, me too. Happy night. Uh, 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames 3-1 win on the road in Vegas. Got a few phone lines open. If you want to chime in, now's the time to do so. Give us a call. Fire us a text, 960-960. We'll go back inside the Flames locker room in just a second. Uh, but right now, let's hear from Andrew on the Flames Talk postgame phone lines. What's up, Andrew? How's it going, Patty? Good. How are you? Good, man. I usually call and the Flames are doing terrible and they lose. So this is a nice little change. Well, welcome aboard. Yeah. How do we feel about this now? Um, uh, they're winning. We all kind of wanted them to get a good draft pick. So, like, I'm just asking you, how do we feel? How, how are we supposed to feel now? Do we want them to keep winning and and go for a playoff spot. Well, I can't or... I can't tell you how to feel. Um, no, I you know, like, and I and I can't, I can't make, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to. I can give you my best advice, but like, I can't, I can't tell you um, what to value or how, to, or or what opinion you should be, you should be forming here. I guess what I can tell you is that I, I guarantee you that you have no impact. Uh, me, you, or no. or anybody else have no impact on what they're going to do. So remember right. that. Um, yeah. But. But I guess, I guess my best advice would be, just kind of let it ride, man. Like they're yeah. they're gonna make yeah. the decision. I I don't think that Craig Conroy is going to make decisions based on a ten game sample size or a two week sample size. I think he's making decisions based on the big picture of what he's got this season and what they were last season. I do not think you have to worry about them having these three unrestricted free agents, one, two, or three of them unsigned after the trade deadline. I do think it's pretty black and white that if they are not signed by the deadline, they'll be dealt. Um, And from there, like... You still think that's black and white? Sorry? I do. Like, I I honestly don't believe that they're going to go past the deadline. And the only guy that I think it might happen with, but even then, I don't think it will, is Tanev. But I don't think there's any way, I truly don't, that they will go past the deadline with Lindholm or Hannafin unsigned. They'll either sign, and then we can have our conversations about that. Or if they're not signed, they'll get traded. And I, I really do believe that. Yeah, that's what I'm most worried about. Like, uh, like it, it, these last 12, 14 games have been incredible. It's been fun to watch again. You know what I mean? Like, he got a, a rooting interest in not, not just being terrible. But my my worry is, um, you know, if they're two or three points out at the deadline, Lindholm still doesn't give them a full concrete decision. Do you think Lynn, or, uh, Conroy will still say, okay, we're going to trade him, or yep. do you think they'll keep him? Nope. I, I do not believe that they would um, that they would go past the deadline with with that guy or Hannafin unsigned. I, I do not I, I really from every conversation I've had with 
anybody that that is in a decision making capacity conversations yeah. i've had with the gm I, I i honestly don't believe that they would let that happen i really don't okay. and if i'm wrong i'll be the first one to admit it and i'll be critical if they do i think it would be a big mistake to well, go past the deadline with those guys unsigned but i i really don't think they will you'd be the second one to admit it because twitter would be the first one to tell you that you're wrong so uh no <laughs> twitter never does that weird hey um, anyway, uh, Zari, amazing. And, um, my, my biggest issue, great win. I mean, they're playing, and it, by the way, Huberto, I'm the biggest Huberto hater, man. Oh, it's awful how much I hated him. He has been so good lately and it's so good to see. Um, I hope it keeps off. Even tonight, he wasn't his greatest night, but he, even just the passes that he, he's making now are, are so much more than he was the year and a half prior to that it just was it is he definitely feels like he's got a little bit more um belief a little bit more confidence when i say belief i just belief that he's still got it and i think some things that weren't working before all of a sudden are working now uh, and i think that that has helped hey, this is this is his i think it's fair to say that the last couple weeks even before he was put back on that line with mm-hmm. Lindholm and Sharon Govich, but definitely since then on top of that, I, I think this last couple of weeks has been his best stretch as a member of the Flames. 100%. And also, um, the fourth line's got to be addressed here because I think it was, I don't think they played a shift after the goal. Front was Did they play another shift? After I doubt the- it. Um, I and I didn't actually line. mind the fourth line tonight, even though they were the line that was on the ice for the goal against. I actually didn't mind them compared to other games, but they still, they still, I, I, I think it, it's it's still one of the weak links on the team right now is line four, and and I didn't think it was as much of the case tonight, but generally that still remains the case. And do you, do you think if uh, sorry, do you think if Pelche comes back, do you think Dubé or or, or Zichka will come out of the lineup for him or? Yeah, I think, and and that's still weeks away though. Like he hasn't even gotten or, into yeah. an AHL game yet, so that's, no, that's still that's yeah. still weeks away. Yeah, that's fair. It's just nice to. Uh to start watching this team again, and even if it doesn't work out. For the first two months, three months of the season, it was just, oh, I hope they lose every game to so get a good pick. But now it's nice to to finally see um, or, or cheer. I don't know, I mean cheer against, but I mean cheer for the wins again this year now. So, I don't know. It's just it's, the Zari Pospisil, uh, I think it really injected a lot of life and energy into this team. And it's, I don't know, it's just nice to, nice to cheer for a team again. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're not cheering for. I. It just would. I would have a lot of trouble myself cheering for losses. Uh, I understand it. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not even being critical of it. I just know for myself, if I were a fan of a team, I would have a lot of trouble cheering for them to lose. Um, but again, that's not critical if that is where you are as a fan, because I I understand the logic behind it. It just would be too counterintuitive for my for my brain. I. For sure, and I wasn't saying like tearing against. I was just, and it wasn't apathy either. It, it was just, you know, when they, it wasn't a big deal when they lose. And prior to this, it was, you know, you live and breathe every loss with the Flames. Anyway, I want to keep any more of your time. Thanks so much for taking my call, Pat, and thanks for everything you do, brother. You're, uh, you're the best, man. Be well, Andrew. I appreciate the call, man. We'll talk soon. 
Take care, brother. Uh, hey, couple, a couple of phone lines open if you want to chat on this Saturday night. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Text line remains open at 969-60. So if you want to jump in, give us a call right now. You won't get a busy signal. If you want to chat some Flames hockey, we'll get back to your phone calls and text line in a little bit as we continue along tonight. Flames win 3-1 in Vegas. This is your Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. How about another goal and another two points for Blake Coleman? He now is up to 19 goals and 37 points. He is now one point off from tying and two points away from setting a new career high in points in a single season. Now let's hear from Blake Coleman. He opened the scoring tonight, had an assist on the Backlund goal as well. Blake Coleman post game inside the Flames locker room. Uh, well, maybe just, uh, you know, we talked about it this morning, but, uh, you know, obviously to finish off the road trip the way uh, uh, that you hope to do, uh, you know, what about the significance of this It's big points, um, you know, especially with a six-game homestand looming here. I think it's a great opportunity that, you know, putting ourselves in a good spot to, to push for, for a good position here. And um, similar game, you know, marquee big saves, um, special teams were good, um, and, you uh, yeah, it's uh, dads are red hot, man. They may not go home. I think they might be sticking with us. Yeah. Any any flights being canceled? Do you think uh, over the next day or so? I don't know. I've had a few uh, alerts being sent my way about Alberta's weather. Maybe we just stay one more in Vegas, but uh, <laughs> not sure how far that push will go. Just talk a little bit about the run you guys are on here. These seven games since the new year. What does it say about the character of this team that you've you know put together a five and two record? Well, we've got a resilient team. We got. A lot of guys stepping up, playing really good hockey. Um, you know, we got, you know, really we got uh, everybody going right now, which is which is good. That's the way we got to play. And Marky's been himself. He's been red hot for us. And um, you know, it's a it's a great response these last three games. I thought after two two tough road losses and and losses that could have been, uh, you know, they could have set us back mentally. But everyone's been in good spirits, and and uh, the confidence is is growing higher and higher every day. So you, you mentioned Marshall, but uh, yeah, obviously there's some big moments in this hockey game, and then specifically at the end, and, and sacrifice. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of guy he is. He's uh, he's ultra competitive. He's got a bare hand trying to make a glove save with five seconds left on the clock. Uh, not what we want to see. We'd like to have him keep his hand and, and keep playing for us, but uh, you know it's it speaks to the kind of guy he is, and he's uh, he, like I said, he's a big reason we won the game, but. Uh, you know, he's got that courage and that character that has been radiating through our team um, in front of him, and uh, that's where it all starts. There you go. That is Blake Coleman postgame following a Flames 3-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights on this Saturday night. Another two points for Blake Coleman as he just continues to remain red hot. Uh, as the Flames win 3-1, this is your Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's time now for tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. And you know what? This one was a pretty easy one for me tonight. I'm going to go with Andrew Manchapani as tonight's player with heart. I thought Mans looked really good. Uh, first of all, he ends up recording his 200th career point, 27th player from the 2015 draft class to record 200 points. Uh, he does that with a primary assist on Michael Backlund's second period goal. Uh, Manjapani's night tonight, he played 15-40 with an assist, two shots, three shots, 
shot attempts. All three of his shot attempts were scoring chances. Two of them were from the slot or high danger area. Thought it was a really solid night for uh, Andrew Mangiapane. His line was very solid once again as well. And Andrew Mangiapane is tonight's player with heart. Brought to you by HeartFit Clinic for HeartFit assessments and proven treatments. Not available at your doctor's office. Visit HeartFit.ca. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room for a final time. The captain, Michael Backlund, had a goal and an assist in this one tonight. And Michael spoke post-game following a Flames 3-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Real good week. Uh, that's came into the Ottawa game too, 3-0 and for them. So uh, they brought us a lot of energy and, and excitement. And uh, yeah, it's about us. A lot of them are going home. <laughs> I guess think about their return trips for next year though, right? That's, uh... Yeah, it's, yeah, 100%. Uh, I know Connie appreciates the East trip, and uh, uh, if you go three and zero in one week with that series, you got to kind of do it again. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what about the significance of the victory? I, you knew coming in, you had a chance to finish off a real nice stretch here, but uh, to be the team uh, like got ahead of you in the standings and and just the job tonight. Yeah, that was a huge win by us. Uh, we had a really good start again. Um, then it got a little tighter throughout the game, and. Uh, wasn't maybe our best second or third period, but we found a way. We grinded, and um, Marky was so played so well for us tonight. And uh, so, yeah, um, really big win for us. Just some of those moments, uh, obviously the saves down the stretch, and uh, maybe that scramble late to make sure that uh, it saved his victory. Yeah, no, I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> the dads of her own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he puts on his, his hand on the line. Uh, Save that puck. Uh, I mean, it shows leadership, character. Uh, he does whatever it takes to win. So, uh, you know, Marky was great for us tonight, this whole trip. So unconventional where the goal only wore one glove at the end, though. You recommend he doesn't do that anymore? Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't want that. We don't need him to break a finger or hand. Uh, again. Exactly, again. There you go. That is uh, Michael Backlund post-game after a 3-1 win in Vegas. Goal and an assist for Michael, the captain, in this game tonight. Uh, so the Flames wrap up a two-game road trip. Now they return home. It's time to look ahead. Looking ahead is brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. And uh, they will kick off a six-game homestand Tuesday night against the Arizona Coyotes. That'll be a 7 o'clock face-off on Sportsnet 960, the fans. 6 o'clock warm-up. And on television, it'll be on Sportsnet 1 on Tuesday night. This will be the second meeting between the two teams this season and the second in less than a week because the Flames took that 6-2 win in Arizona back on Thursday night. So Flames already won for one against the Coyotes this year. Overall, Flames 6-0-1 in their last seven head-to-head -head meetings with Arizona. That dates back to the 21-22 season. So that's next up for the Flames. Next week looks like this. All home games. Tuesday at home to Arizona at 7. Thursday at home to Toronto at 7. And then Saturday round 2 of the Battle of Alberta. Oilers in town for an 8 o'clock face-off. First time the Oilers will be at the Scotiabank Saddle since December. In December of last year, it's been more than a year since we've seen the Oilers at the Scotiabank Saddledome for a regular season game. And who knows with the way things go, those two teams could be separated by two, four, one, even who knows in terms of points with the way this Western Conference, the bottom of this Western Conference playoff picture is looking. So we'll see what the Battle of Alberta looks like on Saturday night. There you go. 
that is looking ahead. Brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech, fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. Okay, uh, text line remains open at 960-960. And let's get there right now. Let's get some thoughts on the text line because uh, you've been very good on the text line so far. And uh, let's keep that trend going. Lots more still to get to there. Um, this says, uh, pay the dads to show up all year. Um, again, you know, they've got lives to get back to. It may not be, may not be the easiest to keep them around, but I, uh, I understand the sentiment. I do because uh, it's been, I believe that's nine straight wins, uh, with the official dad's trip, because remember the dad's trip actually started on Tuesday night against Ottawa, even though they were at home, that was still technically part of the dad's trip. So three for three on this one. I think they're now nine for nine the last three games they've played on the quote-unquote dad's trip. So uh, that's important to point out as well. Uh, This from Neil in the Northeast who says, I love watching this team win. The momentum is building and so is the belief. What they lack in talent, speed, and star power, they truly do make up for in tenacity, work ethic, and team camaraderie. I'll never be on team tank. Instead, I'll choose to celebrate my team's success and progression. In my opinion, tanking's a detriment to team culture. Look how long... It's taken our neighbors to the north to shed their culture of losing. Nope, to me, always try to win to improve every way you can and don't settle for handouts because it's not how you become great. Now, I think um, the the Oilers will be fine with uh, the fact that they they uh, have indeed gotten the best player in the world, and uh, a guy like Drysdale. I mean, I, I I think that you know, on on the one hand, there is something to be said about. Um, team culture and and not losing there's also something to be said about getting the best player in the world it's eh, it it's um it's a nuanced conversation i'll say that much when it comes to doing these things and and how you go about building a team and, and a winning team um this reads um Anderson cost Markstrom his shutout. Three bad giveaways on the Vegas goal by him. Yeah, that was a rough shift for Rasmus, no doubt about it. No, I don't. That's that's choosing to look at the very negative um, (laughs) as opposed to the positive. Um, This says from Will and BC, one what George said, two go Packers. Uh, This says, with a Lindholm trade more than likely going to happen, do you think the Flames would trade for futures or a player ready to slot into the lineup to stay competitive? Well, as long as that player was a significantly younger player and a guy in the 22 to 24 range, they might be able to be uh, talking about a player like that. I don't think they're going to be bringing in another 29-year-old, 28, 29-year-old in in a Lindholm trade. I do think it'll be more of a future-based trade. It just may not be only picks or it may not be only picks in a 19-year-old. I think that there is a desire for the Flames to bring in younger NHL-ready players who would be a little bit older than the traditional 18, 19-year-old prospect, maybe more in the 22, 23 age range. Uh, that, I think, um, is is something that is definitely possible. Um, 
This says uh, from Derek, this looks like a team. Good luck at the trade deadline. Um, this says the 2014-15 Flames had a record of 22-18-3 and and finished with 97 points and made the playoffs. Uh, this year's Flames have a record of 20-18-5. Who knows what happens? Yeah, I mean, nobody's suggesting that they're going to miss the playoffs. I don't know who has suggested that. They're especially, especially in the last couple of months when they worked themselves back into the mix. Um, look, the, the Western Conference has had uh, a slow start as a whole. Oilers got off to an awful start. Seattle got off to an awful start. St. Louis got off to a pretty meh start. Nashville did not have a very good start. Um, So you've got teams like Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton, Nashville, who are all starting to play much better hockey and work themselves back into the mix. And, you know, all of a sudden, L.A. has opened the door for Edmonton and Calgary in the Pacific Division as well. Now, it's important to point out, L.A., who I believe has lost eight in a row, if you count in overtime losses, um, L.A. has four games in hand on Calgary. So they're three up on the Flames with four games in hand, so it's a little deceiving, but even the Pacific Division conversation isn't completely closed. So my point is, is that nobody has suggested that um, the the Flames weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, the, the only thing that people have suggested is that, you know, they are, I would suggest, if, if you take a first, First of all, they are the team with the lowest points percentage in the playoff race. Arizona, St. Louis, Seattle, Edmonton, Nashville all have a better points percentage than Calgary because the Flames have played the most games. But that's very that can swing very easily. The Flames are right in the thick of it and could very easily make the playoffs based on you know where they sit in the conversation. Um, I think that they still um, have the toughest road, but I don't think it is drastically tougher than the other teams. Um, but the question has been more be, has more become with these pending UFAs. What are they going to do, and how much of the opportunity to reshape the team does General Manager Craig Conroy want to take? And even if he does trade all three of the UFAs, that doesn't mean that they're just going to start waving the white flag on the playoffs. They're in the mix, and I, they'll probably stay in the mix with this roster uh, as it stands right now until the roster changes. And even if the roster changes, I still think they probably stay closer to the mix than they might be given credit for. So, yeah, I don't think anybody suggests that there's no chance of them making the playoffs. Um, This from Dan in Milk River. Says, uh, show's always good company as I drive the four hours to Milk River. Nice to see both Alberta teams play more consistently. Finally, the Flames getting some calls going their way that didn't seem to be there earlier in the season and a little puck luck because the guys deserve it. Really fun to watch right now. Uh, This says, I don't want Markstrom traded. I want him to mentor Wolf. To trade Markstrom, it would really need to be something you couldn't say no to. Uh, There you go. That is your text line tonight at 969.60. Great stuff as always on the text line thanks for being a part of it as we go back to the phone lines for a few more calls tonight at 403-240-4444 flames win 3-1 over the vegas golden knights uh starting with parsons what's up parsons hey brother how are you doing i'm staying warm so i'm hanging in how are you uh i'm trying to stay warm as well holy smacks eh? it's it's It's, cold uh, here it's not it's not fun to be here right now. <laughs> no, it's not. Um uh this this team really drags on my heartstrings, man. 
like I, I see them gelling like this and I know they have so many um, important decisions to make in terms of UFAs and ah, it's just, it's, it's a really tough time right now to be a Flames fan in terms of, you know, which side of the fence you want to be on. But I, what I'm trying to tell myself is, you know, don't let the recent success uh, get in the way of intelligent, you know, decision-making. And I, I think out of any of the UFAs, I think Hannafin would be the guy I would probably want to keep. He's not my favorite defenseman, Pat, you know that, but I think he's a guy with the most upside. He's got the most longevity uh, room to grow as a defenseman because he's still young. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was a heck of a game tonight. That was solid. That was one of the best games and against one of the better teams tonight. Well, the, the only thing I would say there is they weren't. To, that was that's a pretty beat up Vegas roster. Yeah, because they they were without Eichel, right? Was that they they were without Eichel? No Eichel, right? no Theodore, no Carlson, no Aiden Hill. They're yeah. they are a beat up team right now. If you go take a look at their uh, their injured reserve list, it is almost as long as Chicago's. For sure, but the. But the interesting thing about that team is they're one of those teams that they're kind of plug and play, you know, like they can put in guys and they're like a machine. So I'm pretty proud of the Flames for, you know, uh, pulling that one off. And uh, what do you think about the Cole train? He just keeps going, eh? It's uh, it, it's tough to slow that down right now. He is uh, he's playing he's playing higher end hockey than uh, I, I think anybody knew he was capable of. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's unbelievable. And I will say the same thing with his counterpart, uh, Backlund. Um, kudos to him as well, because he's been doing so awesome. Uh, what a goal tonight. And uh, I'm glad you uh, picked Manji for the hardest working player, because I agree with you. Uh, I watched him all night tonight. He was he was everywhere. He was like exactly what it is, hardworking, and he was everywhere tonight, Pat. Yeah, he was he was really good. Um, and got the two hundredth point. And I mean, he's been he's been really good since getting back on that line like that. You know, some sometimes changing a line does whatever. But with him, mm-hmm. as soon as he got back there, it's it's a different it's a different player like he's been he's been awesome 100% and you know putting that line back together it's almost like a fail safe with this team and um I'm glad that they did that and it was beneficial for Huberto as well um you know I think that that line's had some spark too and I think it's been beneficial for everyone and man Marky had a great night again tonight. I was hoping for the show for him, but that's okay. He was still a rock star back there and did his job and man, I don't know. I'm just um I'm pretty happy for the team right now. I'm not a guy to cheer for losses. I'm just not that guy. Uh the way I figure it, it's you know, whatever happens happens. You know what I mean? 
Like, well, and I mean, look, they can't they can't lose guys for nothing, and thus they can't go past the trade deadline with guys unsigned. And so <laughs> that, that that needs to be part of the conversation. Totally, uh, yeah. And nope. that doesn't mean that they can't sign some guys too. Um, it just you you got to be if you're the Flames, you, you you have to still be pragmatic about the whole thing, right? Hundred um, percent. And I am because I think we're most likely going to lose two out of the three, if not three out of the three. I guess I guess uh, my thing is is that you know I'm just a little sad because I'm seeing them all build chemistry and you know I know at some point that this is going to get broken up a little bit but but I hope they keep it you know uh, on the level and keep uh, you know playing as a team because Kadri has been doing great too and wow I don't know man it's uh, I can't. Re- really remember experiencing anything like this with the uncertainty with like three different guys, you know? Well, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's pretty unprecedented for the flames. Like they, this is something that, you know, you you don't really see a lot, this many guys um, that, that are pending UFAs. Uh, and also a team that missed the playoffs last year is not in a playoff spot right now, could very well miss the playoffs this year. And it, it is kind of in that pocket of, is it time to go in a different direction or not? Um, so yeah, I, I, I understand the, uh, I, I understand the um, consternation of the whole thing because it is, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, but also, um, you know, it's it's an it's an opportunity for yeah. a general manager to to really put a stamp on a team and and to to really sh- prove some metal because that's what it's going to take to make some of these uh, some of these decisions. Yeah, and I agree with you a hundred percent. That's why I'm trying to keep a calm head about it. And you know, like even Arizona has a better winning percentage. You know, at this point, so. Um, I'm trying not to get doe-eyes about this whole thing and just kind of – I'm trying to cheer my team on, but uh, you know what I mean? It's yep. uh, it's interesting. It's uh, very interesting, but you got to be realistic about it. And like you said, this is a grand opportunity, very grand opportunity for, for us to um, set up for the future, set up for the future arena, you know, get a, get a team set. So um, – I hope we keep our wits about us and not get uh, too emotionally involved with it and do business and, um, you know, uh, think about the future. So, yep. other than that, uh, I'm still cheering them on, though, Pat, because I love them, and uh, that's all I can do for now. So, All right, Pars. Yeah. All right, brother. Have yeah, a good night. Good night. You too. See you, man. Let's uh, say hello to Wedley following a Flames 3-1 win in Vegas. What's up, Wedley? Oh, not much, man. How about you? Not much. You know, yeah. staying warm. Yeah, for sure. No, I was going to say it is definitely go box go on Monday because I despise the Eagles, and I unfortunately know some obnoxious Eagles fans, so please beat them on Monday. And hopefully the Cowboys don't Cowboy themselves tomorrow, but we'll see anything goes. 
but they should win in theory. But, you know, McCarthy likes to do some strange things in the playoffs, so we will I, see. I hope I hope that uh, I just because you're giving my team good vibes, I'm going to give your team good vibes as well. So no, I'll take it. I appreciate uh, mutual, it. Mutual vibe session. Yeah, all good for that. It still baffles me that this is Baker Mayfield we're holding our hopes on, but I think he should play. I think – yeah, I know he had some injuries, but I think he's good to go. So. I, I I think he'll yeah. play, but <clears throat> if he doesn't, well, I don't like their chances at all. Exactly. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. They don't play till Monday, so they got time. I was going to ask you before I get to the Flint. Did you ever see Ferrari or no? I don't recall you ever talking about it. Uh, no, I did not. I okay, not I saw it, but okay. I wanted to know your opinion. on I didn't mind it. It was okay, but I still like Ford versus Ferrari better, but... If you ever do see it, let me know. I would, I'm glad, I would be interested in what you have to say about it. No, I have not, and, uh, but if I do, I will let you know for sure. Yeah, and Adam Driver's interesting accent. I, I think Penelope Cruz steals that movie, and I hope she gets some nominations. But myself, I thought she was the best in that movie. But anyways, we'll see. But uh, no one wants to hear my movie reviews, so um, I don't know. I keep saying it. I don't know why people are panicking. It was weird. What was it? Two days ago or the other day, people are just panicking about why Conroy isn't trading this guy or that guy. And it's fine. I'll respect if you're part of Team Tank, be part of Team Tank. And if you're like me, I like to take wait-and-see approach. We'll see. They Obviously, I'm with you. They can't keep these guys past March 6th because then you really know better than what happened with Tree Living and his UFAs. But... I say people just enjoy the ride right while it lasts because you never know. It could swing the other way or maybe we'll trade everybody and who or who knows, right? So I think it was it's really great to see them have some chemistry and having just having fun again because, man, that, I, I can't remember which game it was when they kept showing Huberto on the bench. That, that was so tough to watch. Well, they, and look, it's yeah. going to swing again. They're going to have mm-hmm. another rough stretch between now yeah. and the trade deadline, and they're, they're going to lose lose game like they're not winning every game from here until the trade deadline no, they're gonna exactly. so so you know there's there's still a lot to be determined here yeah that's why i don't get people who are complaining they're winning and like i uh, okay minus mcdavid the full rebuild did it really how many rebuilds do they have up north or look at ottawa prime example yeah they are stacked with guys that they drafted and this was supposed to be their playoff year, and yet again, they're going to miss. And Buffalo was in the same thing. I'm not saying – I'm all about a retool. I fully get it. Like, we do need to get some infusion of, like, top-tier youth. Like, I'm not bashing the youth we have right now. They've been great, but let it happen organically. You can't just trade every single guy that's having a good career just because, right? Like – and the same people that won Dustin Wolf were already criticizing him because he got beat a couple of times high against, uh, I believe it was Vegas. But let's just see what happens. Like, it's only January. There's still a couple of months left. And trust Conroy, because like I was telling you on the text line, I was one of the few with you. When the Serengovich trade happened, I'm like, Toffoli kind of screwed us. When you make your trade public, at the time I was like, okay, we'll see what this is. is you know, I was hoping more for Toffoli, but when he puts his demands out there, I wanted to take a wait and see. I was not one of the ones saying Big L Conroy, fire Conroy, fire Ginla. I'm like, first of all, Ginla had nothing to do with it, but, you know, so let's trust the guy a little bit. He just took the job over, and so far I think he's done 
hiring Husko is a good move, so and that trade seems to be a good move. The Zadorov trade, same thing. He put his trade public. Uh, yes, I would have loved a second or first round pick, but well, yeah, but uh, when know. was that ever happening, Wed? Exactly, that's the thing. A lot of people are looking at it as fantasy hockey. He's a bottom six defenseman, and then he made it worse by going public, right? Yeah, and 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 yeah. like, look, it was a distraction, and and yeah. not only was it a um, distraction, I the. the it was a distraction because of the trade deadline. There was some other yeah. thing. Like, they needed to get him out of that room. Um, yeah. And and so they got him out of the room, didn't eat a single dollar of salary, and got a couple picks for him. I don't yeah. understand the issue on the Zadorov trade either. Me neither. I, I, I don't know. I think some just they're gonna They're going to be able to activate Shillington at some point without, yeah. any, um, without any type of pain because of that deal. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the problem is twofold. Some people don't see that part of it, and some people because in their hockey pool, they made blockbuster trades at the real world. It's not like that. I'm sorry, people. They're two different things. Like I think that was a great move. We got the cap space. Uh, it gets really undervalued, you know, for whatever reason. But we'll see. I don't know. I, it's still early. I'll trust Conroy. I'll gladly take the L if I'm completely wrong and Conroy bungles all this. So will I. I trust. Yeah, so will exactly. But I don't know. I just keep telling people, enjoy the ride. Have fun with it. I was glad it was the dad's trip. You know, I'm glad they're having fun because my dad's seven year tomorrow, so I can definitely appreciate fathers and sons having fun because I used to have fun, you know, watching the games with my dad. So I'm glad they had a great time, got them a couple of wins. And next time they have a mom's trip, I hope they do the same thing for them too. So... I don't know. I just think the fan base just needs to just settle down a little bit. Let's just see where it goes. Let's at least wait till closer to March before people start freaking out. But I'm also one. I was you because if you remember, when was that? Two seasons ago, when people were saying Markstrom shutouts shouldn't matter or don't count. The most <laughs> That's ridiculous right. That's thing right. Ever heard yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, 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 that doesn't count as his shutout. That's a team yeah. shutout. What? Yes, I thought you were pranking, but no, yeah, I could, I still can't believe that. But that's why I was hoping you'd get a shutout today so I could add it to my call, but that's okay. <laughs> but they got the win, so I frankly think they should keep it. I'm not just saying because they were winning. I even said I was with you last year. Like, yeah, he had an off year, but you can't just get rid of every guy that has an off year. I know it's. I know we're in a well. Yeah, definitely. Getting rid of guys right after their off years that also usually works really well. You get great. uh, You get great return (laughs) in that case. Oh, of course, of course. Like I don't know if you remember a few years. I'm going to tease Friedman when Crosby got off to that slow start, and Friedman was saying, "I don't know. Maybe this is maybe Sid is starting to slow down, and then Sid just ramped it up." I can't remember what season that was, but anyways. I'm glad Marky's bounced back, and I'm glad the Flames are respecting the fact his brother's here. I, I heard that on Friedman. Um, rather than harass him with uh, trade talk, or do you want to be? Would you be open? They're respecting that, so that's good. Flames are always a classy organization. They do things first rate. So, anyways, I'll let you get to bed and get home safe there. But uh, go Bucks, go Cowboys, and of course, go Flames. Well, let's do it again Tuesday. Thanks, Wed. Take care, man. See Have you, buddy. Bye. Yep. Bye. That'll wrap us up on the phone lines. Thank you for your texts. Thank you for your uh, phone calls tonight as the Flames win their third consecutive 3-1, your final score on the road in Vegas tonight. Time now for the final summary. 
As we start to wrap things up tonight as uh, the Flames never trailed in this one. Great first period. Blake Coleman opened the scoring on the power play to make it one nothing. His team leading 19th of the year from Michael Backlund and Rasmus Anderson came at 11.06. Power play goal to make it one nothing, And then the Flames um, scored to make a make it 2 nothing at 13.07. It was Nazem Kadri... Uh, um, to make it 2 nothing, Kadri's 14th from Connor Zeri at 13.07. 2 nothing Flames after 20 minutes of play. To the second period we go where the Flames increase their lead or extend it to 3 nothing late in the second. Michael Backlund picks up his 10th of the year. The captain with a great finish on a breakaway. Andrew Mangiapane, Blake Coleman, the assist at 17.09 for Blake Coleman, uh, sorry, for uh, Mangiapane rather, his 200th career NHL point. Congratulations to him. Flames led 3-0 after 40 minutes of play. Third period, Vegas gets one back. Nice shot from Chandler Stevenson on the one-timer to make it 3-1. Stevenson's seventh from Mark Stone and Alec Martinez at 8:54. That's as close as Vegas would come. Final score, 3-1 at T-Mobile Arena on a Saturday night. Final score, uh, final shots rather, 33-26 in favor of Vegas. Flames go 1-2 for two on the power play. Vegas 0-2 for two with the man advantage. Your three stars, number three, Chandler Stevenson, number two, Nazem Kadri. And number one, making 32 on 33, Jacob Markstrom, your number one star this evening. With the win, Calgary improves to 20, 18, and 5. They're back in action Tuesday at home to Arizona. Well, Vegas falls to 24, 14, and 5. They're back in action Monday at home to Nashville. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast team of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson, and for our outstanding producer, Shan Vergie, my name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show, which is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Next up for the Flames, Tuesday night at home to the Arizona Coyotes. It is a 7 o'clock face-off which means we're on the air at 6 o'clock with your Calgary Flames warm-up. Stay warm. Have a great rest of your weekend. Final score from T-Mobile Arena tonight. Flames 3, Vegas 1. This has been your Flames Talk post-game show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.